The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's 205. On hump day. Sorry. Sorry. On hump day. It's hump. Okay. Anyways, it's uh, Wednesday. Hump day. Hump day. There. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Hope our timing gets better as the show goes on. Uh, yeah. It's Wednesday. bound to. It's the last Wednesday of the month, which means Dr. Gans Dr. will be Gans in. Dr. Gans will be in. Three o'clock this afternoon, mm-hmm. as he always is. So looking forward uh, to that. Um, yeah. Yes, that emergency alert uh, just went out. Did you receive it on your phone, Chadville? It finally showed up on mine. Oh, mine, I, I, well, you and I were nowhere near our phones when it went off, no. but when I went back to check, it had gone off. It was off. there, yeah. yeah. Um, this one says, out of camera, I was um, with Rogers. My wife and I did not get the alert. Mm. Congratulations, alert ready national test got squat on my phone. Fail number two. Alberta alert test actually worked this time. So Good. There, the, you know, and what they're saying is if it didn't work, you should talk to your provider. Yes, so they don't want you to get hold of them or some government agency. Just talk to your provider. It could be a matter of... Uh, your phone's just not technically savvy enough to get it. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to get a newer model. Uh, could be uh, some setting or an update that you need. So rather than wonder what you're supposed to do about it, just get hold of your provider. And I'm sure they'll be getting lots of phone calls today uh, with those kind of questions. Like I say, mine went off. But I wasn't at my desk. I don't know if it made a noise or... Well, the, the message showed up on mine, so that's good. It, I saw it, but then I don't know where it went to. But If I might make a suggestion, mm. um, if, it's still, if it's still a big problem, if there's still a lot of people that didn't get the alert, perhaps the emergency alert uh, people should talk to Budweiser because their goal light works perfectly. So whatever technology they're using... <laughs> we should be using as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, let's take a look at that. And when we're done with that, perhaps Budweiser could get hold of the uh, Metroline signaling system. And <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have worked it out. No, I've never heard a complaint that a goal light didn't go off. Yeah. Ever. Well, I heard a complaint that a goal went in. That was just ridiculous. But not... All the way in, so... Whatever. <laughs> I Thank- saw an overhead shot of yeah, that today. We all did, yeah. Yeah. It was over the line. I mean, my goodness. Here's the thing about that is, had they lost that game, mm. I don't know what would have happened. I don't want to suggest that we would have burned down Rogers Place or something, but everybody in the stadium, everybody in the arena is looking up at what everyone at home is looking at, and they're seeing that the puck went over the line. So now what? And, it, you know, after review, what were you reviewing? Mm-hmm. I, I just want to spend 10 minutes in the NHL situation room, or whatever they call it, and just ask, like, what are you reviewing exactly? What angle did you see that the rest of us didn't? <laughs> and I know that there's been talk before that the paint is not exact. You can't go Exactly by the paint, as somebody said one time. I'm like, well, if you can't go by the paint, what are you going by? Like feelings? Yeah, why is it there? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Doesn't make any sense. But they won. They did. Clefbaum, with his first goal of the season, Mm -hmm. picked a good time to get that, eh? So yeah, that was a that was a huge win, quite frankly. And by the way, I suggest I would suggest that Oilers fans like myself should grow accustomed to very close, low-scoring games because that's Hitchcock's formula. So that was Hitchcock's old team playing Hitchcock's new team. Ah, so there, okay. that's what that looks like. So the Kings uh, on Thursday. <coughs> 
worst and team then, in the league okay, that beat so us the well. other day. And then Vegas, that, that was embarrassing last time on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to watch that game in Vegas, so awesome. that should be interesting. I won't have um, my guess would be that I won't have a hard time talking to any bar into putting it on because no. I would assume since Vegas is playing, it's in Edmonton, yeah. right? So that's right. I'm assuming the TVs will all be turned to that. Well, there you go. That'll yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be another um, experience to. It's you know what? It's a ton of fun. I've done it once before. Uh, been to a bar, watched. Well, I've watched the Eskimos play while in Vegas, but I've also watched uh, the Oilers play Vegas while in Vegas, and it's amazing how many Edmonton Oilers fans there are. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of Canadians that go to Vegas, right? But you can't tell where anybody's from until the Oilers start playing, or any other team for that matter. Then everyone's walking around in their jerseys, myself included. Mm. Uh, That's a good question um, that just came in out of Redwater. There Hmm. was the the decision on uh, how the money is going to be split. All that money that was raised in that GoFundMe, that $50 after the Humboldt Broncos crash. And uh, the uh, Justice in Saskatchewan today approved a committee's recommendation on how to hand that out. And so how it's going to happen is that families who lost a loved one in the crash will get $525,000 while each of the 13 survivors will receive $475,000. And the question from Redwater was, um, would they get taxed on that? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know the answer to it either. Hmm. Yeah, let me think about that. Well, yeah, I don't know, because it's uh, a tax receipt would have been issued to the person who donated it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Honestly. we'll have to find out the answer for you yeah. on that one. But um, it's uh, now we know that from that April crash, how that money is going to get divvied up. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Thanks for the question, Redwater. Yeah, we'll try. Put your names out. on your text, friends. <laughs> Just say hey. Even if you you come up with a little, you know, nickname of some sort, like mm-hmm. T Bone or. No, no, T Bone's been taken. Side. No. Um, you know, our old system used to have a, yes. a, a name assigned. You mm-hmm. assigned it once and then it was there forever. But that was not a uh, fail safe system because people who got tired of their nickname couldn't figure out how to change it. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how to change it either. So this one here, we rely on you. We rely on you to come up with your own nickname each time. Well, not your own nickname, your own name would be good. And, you know, that way, here's the thing, because we have a history of all your texts, so sometimes we go through it to say, oh, you know who it is? That's Mm, Bob from, mm, you know, mm. whatever, Innisfail. Um, But it's it's much more likely, well, I shouldn't even say that. I was going to say it's much more likely that we'll read your text in the air if we're really familiar with your texting, if you've texted many times before and you've always got a great point and that kind of thing. Uh, Ernest says his phone did not go off for the emergency alert. Mm. Um, and uh, others said, yep, I'm with Rogers, got the alert, no problem. This one, hey, Jay and Andrew, uh, read the alert on the phones. I got it, my son got it, my daughter got it, my wife my wife didn't get it, but she usually doesn't get her jokes, so <laughs> that just kind of goes along with that one. Nice. <laughs> well, we know Zen is in Smoky Lake. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there should be no tax because it's a gift, says Mike. Yeah. Yeah, it's there should be no tax, but it, it's it, he's saying a gift. It, you know, when it comes to you, when you make the donation, the it's a not for profit. I would assume so. You get a taxable receipt. That's that end of it. But when the money's doled out again, yeah. 
don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Either. Anyway, we'll find out for you. We'll find out for you and uh, and mm-hmm. let you know. We'll have someone call GoFundMe and sure. <laughs> and That's a good question. idea, Andrew. <laughs> you need to phone GoFundMe. Yeah, let me take Put care that, of that on the list. You. Okay. Yeah. Um, how was your drive-in? Oh well. The drive-in, when I came into work, because I left the house around 10.30, mm-hmm. and the driveway was a disaster, um, but Coach had warned me about that, so I threw down some something, <laughs> yeah. melty something, before I left. Um, the drive in the cul-de-sac was very, very icy, but just took it very slow, which was very good because a big um, uh, deer walked right across the road in front of me. Big boy deer uh, walked right uh, across the road in front of me. But then coming up 199th, things had already started to melt. So it was pretty good. But the remnants of what had happened this morning were very obvious. As you come around around the corner to kind of hook up to the other part of 199th and 23rd, like the Devon Highway part, um, somebody on their truck obviously came around too fast and ended up on the on the big concrete blocks like pretty much parked his vehicle if the blocks are like this parked his vehicle right on there like <laughs> right up there and he just left it there you know i saw uh, when i came out well last night because it was tuesday night last night so i took the garbage out thank you um but our deck so that would have been i don't know around midnight or yeah. something our deck was just a glazed donut. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I stepped out. I wasn't expecting it. I almost wiped out. And then, you know, back and forth with the bags. And uh, I really thought, oh, please don't twist an ankle or a knee or something mm-hmm. here. So I got it all done. When I got up this morning, so now my car has that same glazed donut look to it, right? So I had to scrape that off. And got fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing. So I pull out my little uh, cul-de-sac. Well, I don't live in a cul-de-sac. My little street, hey? And the car ahead of me... Um, a neighbor, I would assume. So he's coming up to, he, I'm behind him, and he's coming up, and he puts his brakes on very gently and slides <laughs> into the road, right? So he slides into the road. And I thought, oh my gosh, is it ever slippery up there, right? So he gets control. He sort of brings the car around, and then he makes a, a left hand turn onto Haddo, and he slides again, right? And so I'm behind him now because I'm going to McDonald's for their $1 coffee. It's got good coffee. I love it when they have that $1 thing. He then accelerates up to the uh, Twilliger mm. and slides through the intersection. I was like, the first two didn't give you any clue at all. There was no red flag there. The first two times you lost control, you yeah. thought, I bet you this is the only area of Edmonton that's icy. This is why I had to slow down. Oh, that's a nice looking buck you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. He was uh, now I know what the deer what the dogs were barking at when I was getting ready because they walked right across the front lawn. It's always amusing. Did there you see? Big, there was a big bull moose in the neighborhood the other day. Is that a fact? Yeah. Uh, you know, it must be my, lovely to live out my, on the ranch. I there. didn't. I didn't see it. My neighbor Charlie saw it. I yeah. see rabbits from time Everybody to time. But he told me about it. Yeah. That's about it. Rabbits, and we hear coyotes, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Uh, speaking of dogs, by the way, did you see this uh, study from the Atlanta Journal about dogs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a study out of. Uh, Canisius Canisius College in New York, but I read about it in the Atlanta Journal Constitution, is the name of the paper. They found out after studying sleep habits that women sleep better with dogs than they do with Mm. humans. They found that not only they sleep better, they slept, uh, had a more restful sleep, a Mm. longer sleep, Mm. and they discovered that dogs do not have, uh, or cats, sorry, cats do not have the same effect. 
that it's dogs. It has to be dogs. Why is that? I, my guess would be that the cats move around constantly mm. throughout the night. Some dogs. Well, you know, you can't dispute the findings. I well, mean, I'm, I can because I used to sleep with four dogs. Well, <laughs> you know, even and too much ice a, cream is too much. And I, I, mean, sl- I sleep with a dog every night. <laughs> That's not a nice way to. Oh, you mean a real dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's there's nothing. There's something wrong with that guy, <laughs> right? And he's going to wake you up to what? I feel like dancing or whatever it is he likes to do in the middle of the night. We have found that if the temperature in the house is 18 degrees, he does not move at night. If it's 19, mm. he wakes up. It gets too warm for him. Apparently, uh, women sleeping with cats not only didn't get a better sleep, they got a worse sleep. Mm. So cats bad, dogs good. The study didn't uh, determine whether or not men sleep better with dogs. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they tried to look into it, but they, the men couldn't stop laughing. So <laughs> you were up all night uh, tweeting that. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of scientists want me to sleep with a dog. Uh, anyway, so that's something. Did you think sleep about. with what, three cats on the bed? Well, it depends. If we leave the door open, then yeah, we're sleeping with three cats. If if we don't, then we're sleeping with no cats. Okay. But Carol is such a caring pet owner. The, the deal is, if you walk into the bedroom and there's already a cat in the room... All the cats get to come in. Then all the cats yeah. get to come in because we, she won't single out. It has yes, to be... We yes. have a very inclusive bedroom, it's, so <laughs> we can't, you know, separate one cat. It's not fair cat. to the other animals. Exactly. Yes. Which, you know, it's like... Literally, I've explained this many times. Their feelings will not be hurt, and if they are, they won't be hurt for long. Like yeah, that's cats. when they pee on your bed. Sure. Well, they have not if they're outside the room. They have a brain the size of a pea. Like they'll forget that you even booted them out of the room. Andrew, you five had, minutes you had later. a cat that you taught to go to the bathroom on the well, toilet. Well, that was a much a different cat. cat. Much different. That cat would go downstairs and like screw with your security equipment or something. <laughs> <laughs> it would make the alarm go off. <laughs> Playing with its whiskers. Yeah, exactly. I'll show you humans. <laughs> and he'll be downstairs in three, <laughs> two, one. It's 2.22. Joe... Edmonton in Arizona says, hey guys, missed the show yesterday. Have you talked about that two meter y'all steer yet? No, but I've seen a picture Ooh. of it. I, I thought somebody had photoshopped it. Is it, is it the, the cow's called Cookie or something like yeah, that? hold on a second. I know it wasn't in our pile of stories for today, but I saw it yesterday when I got home from work. Knickers. Knickers, yeah. Knickers. Crazy. Like, how did the cow get that damn big? And, it, and they say that it's unedible. Inedible? Inedible. Well, he's too big to be processed. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) So he's in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, He's massive. He's a Holstein Friesen. That's not uh, a cow. A breed that originated in North Holland. Um, And uh, humans have been breeding for dairy production over the last 2,000 years. Um, So he stands Nickers. That's a cute name. Nickers stands six feet, four inches from hoof to shoulder. You know, uh, that's one smart cow, eh? He figured out the the glitch. He, f- he found the out. He was like, you know what you need to do, fellas? Just keep eating. Yeah. Well, listen to this. He said part of the reason, um, Nickers. Oh, so there, was a, there was another one in uh, California named Daniel. 
who died, uh, but that was a big one as well. Uh, Nickers was able to grow so large, simply they uh, weren't killed. Nickers is seven years old. Steers that aren't uh, processed into meat are generally slaughtered before they uh, reach the age of four. His current height and weight have saved him from an early death because he wouldn't fit through the processing machines. That's crazy. <laughs> you got to see the picture because this thing's, it towers over the other cows. It's just, it's not even close. Like, it's just... Well, like yeah. I say, it looks photoshopped, but apparently it says isn't. Nickers might blend in more if he'd been pictured hanging out with a herd of gaur, which are wild cattle from India that regularly grow to above six feet of the shoulder. Um, yeah, but because he's just hanging out with all these other ones. Hey, speaking of cows, did we ever uh, get to the? Uh, did we ever get a? No, Coco the cow. We Coco never. Coco the cow still no, missing. We never heard about Coco the cow again. Huh. Let me see. I wonder if, uh, do you remember that guy, the rancher from Newfoundland? I wonder, did he check with the SPCA? Maybe somebody turned him in. Possibly, or maybe somebody's feeding him a, out the back door of their house. They searched for a week. They, uh, they, uh... Well, that's sad. Oh, they did find Coco. Oh, cow. that's good news. When did this, oh, you know when this happened? Mm, when we were at Great Cup last week. Um... Oh, my gosh. Okay, they, after searching for a week, uh, the owner got a call from someone who spotted Coco in their backyard. Oh, my God, I was kidding. Somebody actually found him, yeah. found him in the backyard? And it went downhill from there. Um, so they had to tranquilize Coco, but she wasn't going down. So officials with wildlife put two tranquilizer darts into Coco, said she wasn't going down. Um, the vet said that the darts were put down two moose, and it wouldn't even slow her down. Um, they had to follow her they down a trail. They tried to tranquilize a cow? Yeah. And the meat now wasn't salvageable because of the tranquilizing darts. <laughs> Another cow. Another cow gets a call from the governor. Wow. Wait uh, a minute. You're not going to tell me Coco's dead, are you? Coco's dead, yeah. Oh, no! Yeah. Yeah. Scott says he's going to be, uh, the Scott family says they're going to be looking for a new cow after Christmas. Yeah, but. How do you replace a cow like that? I know. Huh. Mm. Jumped like a moose, that cow. A 1,000 <laughs> One thousand pounds. Man, it's an unusual day, isn't it, when there's two cow stories in the first half hour? Oh, that fence right there, she went over that just like just like a moose. Never touched it. Just woof. Right on over it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, like, if if anyone goes and approaches her or something like that, if she don't run away, she'll attack them, you know, that kind of way, or hurt them, if they jams her up. Now, not saying she'd attack them as such, but... If they if they cornered her up where she wouldn't be able to get away, she might run to him or bump him or hurt him or something like that. Right in this, mm, and that was the, the concern. Mm. They think that that Coco might have just wanted to roam free and just yeah. had said, you know what? Yeah, just not doing it. I'm not playing your game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick around. I'm, See I'm how playing, this story ends. I'm not playing your game, farmer. Somebody must have whispered in Coco's ear. Somebody, it, it probably somebody let the cat out of the bag and and said what mm. what Coco had in store, and it was like no. This text just came in from Lloyd Minster. Says I've seen some cows so worked up that a bullet won't stop them. Jeez. Yeah. Flames fan Matt says, come on, you guys, it's unusual when there's one cow story. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Fair enough. Let alone two. Yeah, so, oh, Coco. Hmm. I'm sad. Sorry to hear that. I was kind of, you know what? I was hoping that Coco was going to find a little pasture of her own and live happily ever after. You know, we should have just told the kids that. It was adopted by a farmer, and it's very happy now. 
It's out there with all the cats and dogs that have gone missing over the years. Should have gone that route. Jay, that's the problem with not knowing and it just was, reading. It was, it was a week ago today. We were down at the Great Camp, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, down the road, we'll say, do you remember the day? Do you remember where you were when you heard Coco had died? November 28th, sitting in the studio with you. Yeah. A week late, but now we know. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chadville, for yeah. <laughs> leading us down that path We're, we're going to play a best of for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Oh, no, we got Gantz in about a half an hour. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk to Dr. Gantz about that. <laughs> okay, the uh, 2.30 News with Eileen Bells coming up, as Andrew mentioned, at 3 o'clock. Between 3 to 4, another episode of How Does That Make You Feel? right here on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.